Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to Good Job, where we interview some inspiring people from the music industry, follow their journey from their very worst job to present day, and find out what makes them them. That was Josh giving us his best high-pitched roar. Each guest will be roaring us into their episode, so that's definitely something you can look forward to. I love these roars. But let's introduce our guest properly. It is vocal coach to the stars and my friend, Joshua Alamu. Our superpower is choice, and I think once that is activated, once choice is activated and it's used, then there is a result. Not only does he teach some of the world's top singers, Rita Ora, Little Mix and Kelly Jones from Stereophonics, to name a few, he is also founder and director of Ultimate Artists, a development camp for music artists entering the industry, and he is designer of vocal tubes. In this inspirational episode, I chat to Josh about his journey from bin man to vocal coach, his thoughts on what makes a mindset for success and what he thinks makes a good singer. We start the podcast with the same thing every time. What has been your very worst job in life? I was a binman once and people could probably look at that as a really bad or worst job. But actually what it taught me was quite significant in my own life. So let me put it this way. There was a period of about, I think it was about 12 months I'd stopped music because I was really confused about where I was going, confused about my voice, didn't know what was going on. I was young. Mm -hmm. I got a quick job. I read in the paper they would pay me uh, every week, you know, something like a hundred and something a week. Mm -hmm. And I just took it because it was like, you know, you get that payment every week. What it involved was going around the parks in Camden and basically cleaning up the parks early in the morning, around four in the morning, so that people could have the park clean for the rest of the day, and then Mm. we'd go back the next day and do it again. So the shift was about 4 a.m. till 2 p.m. So obviously you'd be out there in the elements, cold, you know, rain, didn't matter, you had to do the job. It was a bit of a weird time for me, but what I got from it was a sense of calm in the mornings, um, very, very quiet in th- that time in the morning and also the ability to just think. So as you are in this park, you know, picking up litter off the floor, beer cans, sometimes some needles in the bushes, you know, all kinds of stuff, condoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just lying there, you know, picking all this stuff and, and trying to make sure it's all clean. Um, you're just, your mind's just going off on one and just, you know, getting lost in thought. You know, half an hour to an hour later, you'd, look back on this park and what was once a kind of really dirty littered park was now super clean and Mm. just looked nice and 
what I got from that was a sense of achievement. Like I did that and I felt like I'd done mm. something really good and achieved something because yeah. I'd look back on this park and it was super clean and I'd just look back on it and go, wow, it looks presentable and then we'd go to the next one. And then sort of like 20 years later down the line, I remember working with someone after the vocal lesson, she was like, I just feel like my voice is really, and she was trying to find the word and she said clean. And then as soon as she said that, I remembered that feeling that I got in the park was the same feeling I had when that woman had yeah. that experience with her vocal lesson. Yeah. And so if I take my experience, I can't really see as any, there's, there's not been any job that has been a bad job, even if it was me in the nursing home with the old people and having to sort of bathe them. And, and, and I've done that before. It taught me about care. It taught me about, you know, how, how to make somebody feel who's vulnerable, feel like they're worth something. Yeah. So I can't look at any job that I've done as a bad mm. job. I just see it as an experience for me to become a better person. Yeah. And that's, that's the truth. It's not airy fairy. It's just the way it is. Were there mm. times when you were within it? Like, obviously, it's like easier when you look back at stuff. Yeah. But did you ever feel within it that you were like... Whew. No. I just liked to give my best to what I was doing at the time. Yeah. What I guess I was feeling at the time was a sense of hopelessness about my life. Not sure what my life was going to be yeah. about and where my direction was and all that. But my job kept me feeling like... I was doing something good mm -hmm. and I had the focus to do something well. Yeah. And so it was never, it didn't matter what the job was. I approached it with the same type of attitude. Yeah. But yes, there were things in my life that I wasn't sort of like pleased mm -hmm. about or fed up of. But in terms of the job, no. So from this job or these jobs, you were in music before and after it was like in between stuff. Is that yes. right? How did you get back to music from there? So uh, after that particular opportunity of working odd jobs and stuff like that, including <laughs> the parks and mm. the old people's home and things like that, I guess what would happen was uh, one or two people would approach me and offer me an opportunity. And the opportunity mm. was within music. So I got opportunities to do some backing vocals, which I took because people mm -hmm. knew I sang. I had an opportunity to do some coaching with someone. So I took those opportunities really. And, mm. and I guess, you know, someone approaches you and, and just kind of remembers you for the things you were good at mm -hmm. musically and, and goes, oh, you know, I remember you were really good at or you were keen mm -hmm. to do some vocal coaching. Would you like to, because I'm setting up a company and I need someone to work with and blah, blah. So I got those types of opportunities and that's how I got back into uh, music in the sense of I was just serving other people yeah. and I enjoyed serving them with their entity or their business and and kind yeah. of like being a, a helping hand for them but at the same time again I enjoyed it and I was learning a lot during that process so doors just open doors just open doors just open doors if you work hard enough yeah for sure let's go back to the start like real back to starting music where did you start in music where does that passion come from yeah so i mean my musical development if you like or interest started when i was in church mm -hmm. you know my parents dragged us to church <laughs> every sunday but what was cool about church for me was i have no idea what they were talking about but 
after church when the music musicians had come off the instruments you know as a young kid you'd just go up and hit the drums and hit the keyboards and stuff and what was cool about the environment at that time was they allowed us kids to do that they didn't sort of like discourage us or tell us always stop doing that they were like yeah 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 go ahead and so they kind of allowed us to just discover these instruments so when I sort of got older I was playing keys I was playing drums you know I was playing guitars playing bass I was singing and I guess with the singing part of it though people recognized me as maybe being better at that than the other things from a natural position yeah. um, not hadn't have lessons and stuff like that so they were like you're a really great singer we'd like you to keep doing this in the choir or could you do a solo or do you know what I mean those yeah. types of opportunities would come and and then later down the line people would be like oh when are you going to release an album so I think the minute you're a singer or people deem you as good enough as a singer mm -hmm. the natural thing for someone to ask is when are you releasing your album when are you releasing your single what what songs have you you know that seems to be the are you natural, going on X Factor? Are you going yeah. on X Factor? Yeah, all those types yeah, of things. Yeah. For most people, like in their minds, that's the mm. next logical progression for you. Yeah. Um. So I got that a lot. So obviously, I I just thought that yeah, that's what you need to do is mm. like get an album done and and mm. get signed and and you know I was kind of on that way until I taught my first lesson and you know by accident and it changed everything. Was that lesson, was that like one lesson and you were like, this is what I wanted to do? It was one lesson. I got shoved in a room by my mentor, Carrie Grant. Mm -hmm. At the time, it was a, a group called S Club 7. Yeah. A guy called Bradley was in a room and she was like, right, go in that room and teach him some riffs. Literally put me in there and just shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was in this room with him for about an hour, just teaching him some riffs to his songs and stuff. And um, after that hour was done... I got the shakes and the reason I got the shakes was because I loved it so much. Mm. I loved the way he was being inspired and I loved the yeah. way he was being empowered by what I was doing. And also I didn't know what to do, but it was just coming out of me. Mm. So, you know, I guess all this stuff that had already been embedded yeah. in me was just kind of like finding its way out. And yeah. it was a quite a creative, spontaneous process. I just think of something and go, okay, try this and think of another thing. Yeah. So that's another way of indicating or showing that actually, you know, when you're in that position, you might have a teacher's quality within you mm -hmm. because it's about communication and personality and yeah, so and just making someone feel a certain way and feel inspired to learn. Mm -hmm. So uh, the feeling of enabling him and making him feel like learning was fun <gasps> got me so euphoric that I, I was just like, now I understand when singers get on stage and they come off stage how they feel i never got that on stage i loved singing but i'd mm -hmm. come off and be like yeah okay cool mm -hmm. but other singers around me were like, oh my god i really loved it i want to do it again i was mm -hmm. like yeah it was fine yeah um but when i did that i got that feeling that i saw everyone mm -hmm. else get with their thing yeah and um that's when i knew that maybe singing wasn't really going to be my thing but maybe as a singer yeah. i'd have the skill set and the talent and whatever, but communicating that and teaching was going to mm. be my my path. Do you believe in fate or do you believe in work and choice? And both. Both. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, I believe that if you work hard, right, 
and you develop skills and you are prepared and you you basically put in the grind you get given opportunities and that's where the fate bit is and the opportunities can come from random places but if you're now ready for that opportunity whatever the result is is the result yeah. it can either be a yes or no right mm-hmm. yeah or to always be kind of like have your skills ready to yeah. do something is cool because if someone got, I remember my first TV job on the screen, you know, I'd been studying quite hard as a vocal coach and all that. And I got put in a room and a camera in front of me and they were like, what would you do with me if I was a singer? So I had to basically demonstrate on this producer mm-hmm. what I would do with a singer. And I got the job. Had I not maybe been prepared for that, it might have been a different outcome. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's a combination of all of that stuff. Mm-hmm being in the right place at the right time yeah. i'm fortunate to have been born in the uk would it be the same if i was born anywhere else i don't know there's a lot of luck that goes into things as well as yeah. hard work yeah what do you think it is about your personality that makes you able to be a teacher what is it about my personality i just love it though i love mm. learning i love yeah. learning myself yeah. i love transferring the the fun of learning to others mm-hmm. i love the discovery mm-hmm. of learning I love uh, creating an environment where people feel like totally confident to do anything, particularly make mistakes. I love creating an environment where people feel like maybe they come into it and they're like afraid. Yeah. And and creating that environment where by the end of it, they don't feel afraid. I love that because yeah. I think that's where the learning process really opens up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, most people don't have a problem with their voices. They have a problem with their environment. Mm-hmm. I so agree. they get put in a certain environment and that's where shit happens. And they get scared. And they get scared and then this happens and then mm. obviously there's a psychological side of it which does affect the physical. And so their voices close up, but it's actually a, a, a very real thing because the, yeah. the muscles just start to get tighter, yep. all of that stuff. But then you put them in the shower. And they sing perfectly. And they sing perfectly, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think for me, I think maybe creating that environment that feels like it's in the sh- they're in the mm. shower... I think maybe that helps yeah. my teaching. I love that as well. I love it. Just seeing people's confidence grow is my favorite thing. It doesn't even matter if someone is a naturally good singer sometimes. Sometimes I'll have someone who wants to just be good at karaoke mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and seeing their confidence grow from someone who will come in and be so sheepish in their yeah, first man. lesson. And it transfers to the rest of their life it as well. It does indeed, yeah. How do you define success? What do you think success is? Absolutely Doing and thriving in what you love. That's it. So nowadays, I feel like I'm thriving in what I love. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about that is I'm able to, you know, support my family yeah. from a, you know, economic point of view. Mm-hmm. So I can go into work and it's just amazing to go into work every day. 20 years ago when I started... I wasn't in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember setting up my <laughs> my gear, was in this place in Hendon. I'd mm-hmm. clean the room because a martial arts company used it. Right. So I had to clean it and like spray it because it was all sweaty and, Disgusting. you know, moldy smelling mm-hmm. <clears throat> and BO smelling. I'd love it. I'd, you know, get the environment really right, set up my keyboard and my speakers. It'd take me about an hour and a half to do this. And then I had through phone call appointments had people's names on a piece of paper who had booked the lessons mm-hmm. hadn't paid in advance yeah. but booked the lessons so i knew i had about five people in let's say mm-hmm. client one would call i'm really sorry 
blah, blah, blah happened and I'm not going to be able to make it. Can you make any other day? Can we come in tomorrow? And then you'd kind of, kind of try and arrange something else. Mm-hmm. Done. Okay, cool. Client two, same thing. Client three, same thing. Different reasons, mm-hmm. same thing. And there was one time where all five cancelled. Oh, no. You know what happened? I was just like, okay, right. What else can I get on with? I can read this uh, article that I, I missed. Mm-hmm. I can work on these chords that I've been mm-hmm. trying to get down. I can work on this song or I can mm-hmm. just something, just be productive, teach myself something, do a whole bunch of riffs myself and just like lock in some yeah. skill sets with my own voice. So I used the time productively. And then obviously, as you start to wisen up, you kind of just say to yourself, OK, that can't keep happening. Mm-hmm. We have to make some adjustments. And so so I think that from back then, it was just in me to do it. I, I remember as a kid, um, when I speak to singers, they're like hairbrush in hand when they were kids in the mirror, being the Spice yeah. Girls or being Michael Jackson or whatever. I had a book in my hand. And I was literally lecturing. I just it just came to me like some months back that like that's what I was doing as a kid. Yeah. I had a book in my hand and I was lecturing, so I was almost like teaching. So I guess that combination of like the teaching passion yeah. and the singing passion came together. I could have gone down the singing route, and you know I was in a band and we were signed. Mm-hmm. But actually, you know what? I didn't want it. I genuinely didn't want it. And mm-hmm. it, so, so I, I didn't become a teacher because I didn't do well in something else mm-hmm. or I wanted to p- pursue something else and didn't yeah. quite... I, I became a teacher because I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. And I think that has really helped in my development in, in terms of my vocation and mm-hmm. where I've come to, where I'm going, yeah. you know, my forward thinking in terms of what I want to be as a, as, a, as a vocal coach or whatever people want to call me mentor and also i've had great mentors Mm. that's the other thing i've had some really really good mentors and i think a lot of that has rubbed off on me as well having good people around you is so important massively i think because it's so easy to be dragged down by people or just by energies of people who feel that things aren't possible but when other people around you feel like things are possible then you start to oh 100 david and carrie grant who were my main mentors Mm -hmm. and still are like for life right Mm -hmm. They kept seeing things in me and were like, Josh, you'd be great at like harmonic arrangements. You'd be such good producer. Mm. You'd be, and I have all those skill sets in me because they would ask me like to pursue it and tell me, go ahead and pursue it. And I would, and I'd enjoy. So, you know, having all that as well and bringing that into the mix as, as a coach and everything just opens up so many more doors as well. So I'm I'm so grateful to them because my life definitely mm-hmm. could have gone down a different way, yeah. you know, in terms of crime and all that kind of stuff. It could have done. There was a moment, a moment in my life, a little blip mm-hmm. in my life where I could have definitely gone down that road. But fortunately, because of good people, I didn't. Was that just from people around you again? Yeah, I think it was just like, you know, peer pressure and, you know, school and wanted to be accepted a certain way and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff and just being kind of like misdirected and not having anyone to show you anything positive mm-hmm. or a different way yeah. and those two when I joined their band I just saw a different world you know they showed me that you can go on tour with people and earn a shitload of money mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you can you can be in a choir with the Spice Girls or mm-hmm. you know and and that appealed to me more mm-hmm. than wanting to 
go into a shop and steal stuff or yeah. it's amazing how like little little moments can really completely change your life yeah. path. And I'm I'm one of those people like it doesn't take a lot. Yeah. You you only need to like show me the the worst thing that could happen to me and mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, I'm not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's sensible. <laughs> yeah. Like my kids are like yeah, so what? You know, like yeah. you show them maybe what, like not not my kids, but you know, I can imagine I show them like this is what alcohol could do to you, and they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I still drink. <laughs> you know, for me, it was like you showed me, and I was like, okay, not not touching that. I, that's the type of person yeah. I was. Not everybody's like that. Yeah, people like the danger. People like the mm. the trouble, and and some people learn that way as well. They mm-hmm. have to get into trouble. And then they learn. I wasn't like that. I was such a goody two shoes. You, you, that's what could happen, or you'll be in trouble. Yeah. And that, just a thought. I don't even know what the trouble is, or what that even looks like. But yeah, just the word "you'll be in trouble" was enough to make me go, "Okay, cool." <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you know? And obviously, obviously, sometimes you do have to learn the hard way as well. What do you think makes a good voice? What makes a good voice? Gosh, there's so many ways you can answer that question. Mm-hmm tone of voice could be the type of energy your voice carries Mm -hmm. when somebody's communicating something Mm -hmm. so what makes a good voice from that perspective or what makes a good voice from just a normal sound perspective which one are you going for i'm i'm leaving that open to you (laughs) because i think it's it's really interesting in that like people cannot have a technically good voice right but then be so successful and really make people feel got you um yeah so you're talking from a sound kind of thing okay all right the ability to have emotions Mm -hmm. translate accurately through your tone through the nuances of your tone yeah that's what makes a good voice yeah. so the sadness the happiness the turmoil the mm-hmm. uh, elevation the elation mm. the love the pain if yeah. you're able to translate that through your tone and someone can literally feel every part of that emotion whether you're technically efficient or not that's a good voice for me. Yeah. Because what happens is somebody ends up feeling something way beyond mm. that translates way beyond what a, a, just a normal voice can do mm-hmm. uh, or just a technical voice can do. It's, yeah. it's about communicating the inner stuff and making that manifest in the outer stuff. Yeah. And I think that is what makes a really great voice. Do you think that you have to go through life pain to be able to communicate that 100 percent. now you have some young people that can do that mm-hmm. they've never been through anything mm-hmm. but they seem to be old souls if you believe in this if you believe in reincarnation which mm-hmm. i do they were they were someone mm-hmm. before and they've just come back into this young body yeah. and they're able to translate you know there's a there's a painter her name's akian I don't know if you've ever seen no. her paintings. So by the age of like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, she was painting things that no child her age should even be able to paint like that. Mm-hmm. But when you actually listen to that girl speak, mm-hmm. you can see this is not no ordinary young girl. This is someone that has lived, man. Yeah. You know, and has has embodied this body. 
and is is doing some incredible stuff. Like at 12 years old, her paintings, her lifelike facial mm. paintings were like real. Yeah. They look real. I mean, mm. how does a you just can't do that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So there's people like that. But um, if they're not in that category, yeah. then, yeah, I think you need to have been through some stuff first yeah. to really um, know how you're going to communicate yeah. that shit. Yeah. It's a really fine line, isn't it, with artists? Because a lot of really great artists have had difficult lives, and I think that's partially part of their genius. Mm -hmm. Yet... Mm -hmm. I guess in some ways it's a shame that people have to go through that to mm. to be able to be that genius. No, um, and also it's difficult then to make the most of your talent if you're going through a lot of mental turmoil. You know what? It's it's about expression. You know, mm. I think human beings were designed to be able to worship or to be able to celebrate or express something. Mm whether it's through football or art mm. or singing or graphics, whatever it is, mm. for a human being, there needs to be an outlet. There needs to be something that inspires. Yeah. So that could be pain or that could be looking at the sunset mm -hmm. and being inspired by those things. But there also needs to be an outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sure. what we eat, it comes out, right? <laughs> it's from an emotional point of view, yeah. that's the same thing. Something comes in, mm. it has to come out. And so I think that as long as a human being has the ability to have that outlet, yeah. that is that's where the genius can start. If they if that is stifled in any way, mm -hmm. then yeah, it, it, it becomes a bit of a problem, you know, because then the outlet comes in ways that are very unpredictable mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but music is such an incredible outlet for a lot of us that mm -hmm. we're able to utilize that vehicle properly to really say what it is we're trying to say mm -hmm. and it's a release for us yeah you know mm -hmm. but at the same time it's a release for someone else who's listening because we're all going through the same things just in different colors or whatever yeah. but we're so the minute i hear about i remember hearing love songs and just you know you're like the moon to me you 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 shine like the star and i'll be like yeah okay because i never experienced it mm -hmm. but the moment i experienced a love like that that lyric made sense made complete sense mm -hmm. and it was like that person took the words right out of my mouth and said yeah. it and I was like, that's what I feel. That's yeah. what I feel. Wow. And so then you become hooked on what that person's saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's very, very interesting. And we're so connected that way. Yeah. And I guess that's also what makes a lot of artists great because they manage to express things in a way that other people can really Absolutely. understand. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's amazing. That's the genius part, isn't it? If they yeah. can do that really well, then they're geniuses. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Fire. Cool. The All quick right, fire rounds. Let's do it. All right. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Music or lyrics? Music. Cats or dogs? Neither. Oh. Creativity or logic? Creativity. Plane or train? Train. Beer or wine? Neither. Sweet treats or savoury snacks? Sweet. City or countryside? Country. Matching or odd socks? Odd. Oh, this one's telling, I think. Guitar or piano? Piano. Friday night in or Friday night out? In. Modern or vintage? Vintage. Black and white or technicolour? Technicolour. Moose or mouse? Before we start the second half of the podcast, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my experience working with Josh. I was working in musical theatre and wanted to learn a little bit of vocal style. Now, even though I was a voice professional at the time, I really thought that you had to work with the voice you were given. I didn't realise the possibility for change and improvement. Working with Josh, I even realised I could learn to riff and run, which if you knew me at the time, I thought this was impossible. I thought my voice was like a brick and I'd never be able to do this. But perhaps even more importantly, I learned that with a bit of know-how, with hard work and the knowledge that you have someone in your corner, you can do anything you want to with your voice and your career. And this inspired me to become a vocal coach. I wanted to share this with others. So thanks, Josh. Do you think that anyone can learn to sing? Yeah. And I guess there is a balance between being a natural singer. Of course. And like anything. uh, You know, my kid can sing and I'm not going to discredit him or her Mm -hmm. and start saying, oh, your tone's bad or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you want to sell records... That's a whole different ball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyone can be taught to sing. I mean, we're singing from birth anyway. We're screaming out and vocal mm. cords are moving and sound is coming through, yeah. you know, and, and so we're already doing that from the minute we come out of the mother's womb. Mm-hmm. And whether you sell records or, or not is, is a yeah, like I said, a different ball game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, can, I think anyone can be taught to sing. Yeah. Even if you don't want to sell records, it's such a... It's a great outlet. It is a great outlet. Definitely. It's it's good for your soul. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Has there ever been a time in your life that you've doubted your ability to get to where you are now? Yeah. Yeah. All the time, even now. Yeah. Constantly. Mm-hmm. You look at something and you're just like, "That's not possible. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough for that." Because you seem so positive about things. That's one of the things that I think is your kind of superpower that you're able to yeah. be, find the positive in difficult situations yeah i think um i think faith is a lot to do with that i think understanding that we're on the earth for a limited amount of time Mm -hmm. is a lot to do with that i read somewhere that bravery is not the absence of fear bravery is Mm -hmm. knowing that the fear is there any but you still go ahead with it anyway (laughs) and that's my philosophy on life i just think sometimes you need to sit and just recalibrate Mm -hmm. and just go okay What's the worst thing that that could happen if I don't do this? Mm -hmm. What's the worst thing that could happen if I do do this? And then you start to weigh things up and then you make a choice. Our superpower is choice. We can choose 
yeah. to be positive. We can choose to be negative. We can choose to have faith. We can choose not to have faith. We can choose to hope. We can choose mm -hmm. to doubt. We can choose to love. We can choose to hate. We can choose to sing. We can choose to stay silent. We can choose to help. We can choose not to help. Our superpower is choice. And I think once that is activated, once choice is activated and it's used, then there is a result. I could have not gone and worked at those parks. Mm -hmm. I could have just stayed at home mm -hmm. and just mulled in there and go, oh, I don't know what to do in my life. But actually I was like, no, I've got stuff to pay for. I need money. I need to get a job. Mm -hmm. Let's find any job, anything. Yeah, yeah. And let's just make it happen. And then we'll yeah, take yeah, it from yeah. there. Yeah. Choice. Right. And mm -hmm. then your life starts to open up and move forward in different ways. So I think, yeah, my superpower is choice doesn't mean I don't face doubt and doesn't mean mm. I don't face all these very real things. Yeah. But I just get myself to a point where when I feed myself with the right energies, with the right information, words are power, words are life. So if there's anyone out there that is like saying something that has a lot of life and truth in it, mm -hmm. I will listen to it and I will digest it and I will feed on it. Mm -hmm. And so it could be anything from like Tony Robbins to a really brilliant speaker that just speaks about you know spiritual things or whatever and if it's making sense mm -hmm. and if it's giving me this feeling inside of like yeah. okay right it's possible to then I want to feed on that even more yeah. because what you what you take in that's what you become yeah so then if I'm now becoming more positive or whatever it's not because I am it's because that's what I'm feeding on yeah so naturally that's what's going to come out so it's a battle though to feed. It's a battle to feed on those things because we're so bombarded by all kinds of shit in the media all the so time. So much negativity. Yeah, so you, you can either feed on that and wake up with that mm -hmm. or you can feed on something else and wake up with that. So I, I just choose to feed on the right stuff as yeah. well. What would you say to someone who's really struggling with that? Because you have a bit of a natural ability to see things in a, bit, in a positive light because mm. some people just don't have that to begin with mm. and often it's that first step which is the hardest thing mm -hmm. when you're feeling like negative i don't think anyone had a natural anything you know i mentioned akian yeah that th those people are totally different i don't understand that yeah because okay. it's very very unique right mm -hmm. You know, the Einsteins and the Mozart. So I don't get it. It's just mm. like, I, I think it was Mozart at the age of five was playing some mad things on the piano. Like, you don't yeah. get that. Yeah. I think that's different. I think everyone else, <laughs> all us other humans, mm -hmm. we're never natural at anything. I think things are learned yeah. and things are grown. I don't think that things are ever just like there, you know, apart from if you're this mm -hmm. 3% you have to grow stuff you have to yeah. nurture it and so yeah. i would say from a young age i just was nurturing certain things early or people who were in my life mm -hmm. or i was fortunate to have in my life helped me to nurture those things so i've gotten to a point where my cup is so full yeah that yeah it might seem like it's natural now but i can guarantee you it wasn't mm -hmm. so i think for anyone else out there you know that is in that situation i think sometimes the first step is talking to someone and talking to someone that has the the right energy mm. you know let's let's just say for argument's sake it's just, just someone that you know that's really positive speak to them see what rubs off on you from what they've got that's why i have a josh around <laughs> yeah right that's why i have a beth around <laughs> you know spend time with them yeah 
birds of a feather, feather mm. flock together. So what they have will rub off on you. What you have sometimes will mm. rub off on them. Yeah, and, sure. and that's a good energy to have. Mm. And, and then the next thing is, again, I, I really believe in this after maybe talking to somebody, which I highly encourage, is just feed your mind with the right shit. You know, mm. read one of those books. I came in here, I saw the four hour work week, which is an amazing book and all this other stuff like read it. Mm -hmm. Go and watch Oprah Winfrey or read her biography or something mm -hmm. like feed your mind and your soul yeah. with this really positive stuff, you know, yeah. and see what starts to happen to your thinking. Mm -hmm. Your thinking just starts to elevate. And I think you can either see things from a higher perspective or you can see things from a lower perspective. And every time yeah. I'm, I'm in a plane, this this always fascinates me. When you're on the top mm -hmm. and you're coming down and you can just see bird's eye view of everything. Yeah. Everything seems so f small. Everything feels like it looks so easy. It looks so like manageable when you look mm. at it from that perspective. The minute you start coming down and you can't see from that, it, it all looks quite big and like, you know, the trees are now a lot taller than you and everything seems a bit mm -hmm. different, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes feeding on that energy helps you just to see from a bird's eye view and you can make better decisions that way. Yeah, You can figure things up a little bit different. Yeah. Take regular walks. Yeah, I walk a lot. I like that as well. Just that, just the act of walking. I, I, there's a science behind it and what it does to the brain. Being outside as well. Yeah. We're inside a lot. Yeah, yeah. Especially so. in the city. Exactly. So it's nice to be. I, I sit outside in my mornings and have a meditate outside. So I love that. That's the one. I also think that it's really interesting and really important that you sort out your headspace as much as possible because a lot of my singers will be like how am I going to fix my voice and a lot of the time I will be like look at how you're thinking about things first because for me personally I was like singing and singing and singing and it was all kind of fine mm. but until I sorted out my headspace I didn't seem to find the success I wanted to and mm. maybe actually mm. it was the same amount of like success in terms of society but it didn't feel like that to me. That's a really interesting thought because you know what? I don't go to the gym a lot, but I do try and work out mm. just to keep healthy more than mm. anything. And I know of guys who are like proper gym boys, meatheads, mm. you know, they're just massive. Mm -hmm. But their motivation for being that huge internally yeah. is I never want to be bullied again. Never want to be bullied mm. again. No one's ever going to intimidate me again. And they're pumping weights from that energy. Yeah. Someone else is in there just going, yeah, I just want to be fit. Just want to look good. Yeah. You know, and it's different energy. And, yeah. and, and <laughs> so even with the singing side of things, yeah. you could be training because you want to be better than someone. Yeah. You want to prove something to somebody that maybe said you can't sing, mm -hmm. you know, and so you're training from that perspective. You might even get mm. really good. Yeah. But then someone else is going, actually, I just want to be able to freely express myself. Mm -hmm. And that's a completely different energy. But when you put those two people together, mm -hmm. there's a difference in the way they perform. Yeah. There's a difference in the way they react to stuff. Yeah. There's a difference in the way they behave. Yeah. You know, and how they translate to people. Mm -hmm. And it, that's where the divide happens. So yeah. I, I agree with you, like mm -hmm. the, just the headspace and where people are and the motivation that they have for doing something. Yeah. Their why very important it's super it's everything mm -hmm. what is your why you yeah. know at one point my why for coaching became i want to work with 
people who were like really famous and it be, just became a little bit another little blip in my life you know like mm-hmm. why are you thinking that way like what mm-hmm. the fuck qualifies you to even and why do you need and so so i got to a point where internally as i was dealing with this shit was like why but why and then you know what it ended up being i found through self-discovery that i thought that that's how i would get validation mm-hmm. as to how good i am as and I'm like, why are you th- why are you thinking about how good you are or like just help people you know and it was it just became a little thing for a minute and i had to nip it in the bud and go josh you're an idiot for even going down that road what is wrong with you yeah so it's so easy to go down that road. It though. is, it is. And it's 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 just good to check in with yourself and to check in with people. No, it was something I knew in me and I had to sit and deal with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I've been teaching for a while and I thought, you know, I had certain experiences like the TV show, for instance. Mm-hmm. So maybe I thought I was entitled. I don't know what it was, yeah. but it was dumb. Mm-hmm. It was a very stupid thing to think. And it could have taken me down a path that, I would have just turned into a dick, right? Mm. But I stopped it whilst it was still very early mm-hmm. and then decided, right, you know what? Leave all this music shit alone and just help people mm-hmm. and develop this because you love it. Yeah. Done. And the moment I did let that go and I started operating from that perspective, mm-hmm. later down the line, all of that other stuff that I th- thought I wanted and more happened it's so funny how that happens because i feel like it's exactly the same in my life the things that i was like Mm -hmm. i just really really wanted and was getting all wrapped up in yes as soon as i actually let it go then they ended up happening and then i wasn't worried about them and i actually enjoyed things so much more um it's that thing like if i hold on to this that's all i've got yeah the minute i let it go i've actually got oh the whole world now Mm. can come into my hands and different things turn up as well that you didn't even expect. Totally. I think maybe you just have that open mind that you allow different opportunities to turn up when you didn't that expect. That growth mindset is everything. That open-minded mindset mm-hmm. is everything because you never know where your blessing is really going to come. You mm-hmm. think it's here, but actually it's over there. Yeah. And then some of this comes in, but it's not about that. It's about something bigger, mm-hmm. you know. And I think there's a plan and there's the purpose. And sometimes we're too obsessed about the plan yeah. and not enough about the purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's because the plan can change. Yeah, for sure. But as long as the purpose is the same, yeah. it's all good. Let the plan be whatever. So mm-hmm. you came from Scotland. Yeah. You didn't know you're going to be living in England. You didn't know you're going to be doing a podcast. You don't know you're going to have two yeah. billion people on your 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 YouTube channel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you no, know, I right? Didn't. Yeah. You just didn't know all that. No. But whatever your purpose became, which was about just making a difference to people's lives, yeah. The plan can be whatever it is, as long as that is the purpose. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing incredible things. But it, it enables us to create those opportunities more Mm -hmm. you start something you you light a fire Mm -hmm. and then that fire becomes this really interesting opportunity on a boat or then that fire becomes something else where you decide you're going to start a youtube channel like you're just starting fires all over the place and you have you know what's really interesting and i'll say this about you you have no idea how your your podcast your youtube channel is impacting somebody far away you've got Mm. no clue 
but it's affecting somebody right now who is giving them that joy. It's giving them yeah, that sense yeah. of like life is better. Yeah. Through what you, through the fire you've started. Yeah. One of the things that I get messages about is always about positivity. And I that's one of the things for me that I just wanted it to be positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there is a space for people to be like super critical or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me, I just wanted to spread yeah, no, a little right. bit of happy. That's right. And something that I love, which is singing. So what has been your greatest challenge so far? I think it boils back to, apart from like relationships with people, because mm-hmm. I think those can always be challenging <laughs> in different <Yeah>. ways. <laughs> um, myself. Yeah. I'm my biggest challenge, uh, just overcoming the obstacles in myself. Yeah, my Our own, own head. <laughs> my own limiting beliefs, yeah. you know, particularly that. Yeah. W- okay, Josh, you're in a good place. Mentally, you're good. Mm. You know, you've got, you're not clinging on to the wrong things anymore. You've let go. You're not materialistic. You've let that go. You've you almost like let go of everything and you're good. So why are you limiting yourself then? Mm. Why do you think you couldn't do that or you can't create that mm. or you can't make that huge building that you've yeah. been dreaming of for 20 years happen? Why? And it's like, I don't know. I just don't think I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but actually it's because when we have a dream of something, mm-hmm. like if, if the universe of God was to show you your end goal, it look amazing, right? Yeah, a massive. <laughs> Super cool. You'd look at it and go, oh my God, I'm going to be that. Yes. And then he was like, wait, 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 wait. I'm just going to show you the blueprint of how you're going to get there, though. If he was to show us that blueprint, yeah, we'd all probably go, I don't want to do that. Why yeah. do I have to go through that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I have to do that? Why can't mm. I just get rid of that pain yeah. and just get there? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to go through that hardship? To, but actually, those resistances—they're—they're mm-hmm. they're the things that make us stronger. And that's what I'm beginning to realize: is with every big dream, there has to be, there has to be a challenge mm-hmm. that you must go through. And 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 I love this: the word change is within the word challenge. Yeah. So you cannot produce change without a challenge. You just can't. Yeah, yeah. It's not possible. There has to be something difficult that you go through because it will teach you something. Yeah. And once you overcome that and you learn from that, that's where the change and the breakthrough happens because you're empowered with understanding and with knowledge, which will lead to the right kind of action. So I think for me, it's I've always limited the fact that I can even pick up that thing and learn it or understand it you know in order to make that change happen Mm -hmm. and I've I've had to kind of like reassess that and go Josh you can learn anything you put your mind to if you just sit with it and look at it long enough you will learn it yeah we can learn anything yeah yeah yeah. whether it's languages whether it's code yeah whatever it is if you just sit with it long enough you can learn it yeah and that's it. And we can always find people to help us with things as that well. That as well. That's I don't know. I'm not a maths person. Yes. And sometimes there are moments where you're like, you just need to sit down and do that. But also, mm-hmm. if you really feel you can't, find someone who can. Oh, 100%. But I think that's that's still a part of the learning process is yeah. that you find a good teacher. 
yeah. you find a good mentor like okay you know when it came to the physics side of like voice mm-hmm. i was just like no <laughs> no 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 but you know what i did i sat with people that were brilliant at it and i started to learn just bite-sized bits of what they knew just mm-hmm. tiny chunks yeah. the tiniest chunk and i would like two years later understand that tiny chunk mm-hmm. and then go back to them for more you know yeah. i remember a teacher that i know of and i would sit with him on skype and just go see that thing you spoke about the last skype session it's like yeah so just repeat it all again please and i just sit there and just listen to him again mm-hmm. And he was so gracious. He would just be like, yeah, I'll go over it again. And then I'd sit with him a third time and go, see what we did those two times? Can you just repeat it again? Mm-hmm. And then th- the third time I'd find myself asking questions. Okay, so you know this. Mm-hmm. And then before you knew what, I started to really understand it. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you're so right. Like learning from the perspective of you learning yourself and learning with somebody who knows mm-hmm. it. It's just key. Really, really key. So... Yeah, I think that's that's been my greatest challenge is the change in myself mm-hmm. and the time maybe to make that change uh, effective, mm-hmm. um, not being too busy with things. Yeah. Sometimes actually when I'm too busy with something is because I know that I can't do it. Yeah. And so I get myself busy with something else. But actually I need to just come back to that thing and just like deal with yeah. it. And what is your greatest accomplishment on the opposite of that? I think... it's probably not music related. My greatest accomplishment has to be my children. I think my five kids Mm -hmm. are my Oscars. Yeah. I want to just put into them so much good stuff Mm -hmm. that they just become amazing people Mm -hmm. that do whatever they do in this earth to affect it in a positive way, Mm -hmm. doing what they do best. So I think that remains to be seen, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm you know, in terms of my greatest accomplishment or whatever, that still remains to be seen because it's still all work in progress. So it always will be. As yeah, well. yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. If you had one ability that you could have gained tomorrow, uh-huh. what would it be? Flying. Flying! So that you could look above and get your perspective. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just fly everywhere. Yeah, fantastic. I fly to my sessions, I fly to podcasts, I fly to different countries Mm -hmm. just get there take a break maybe halfway if i'm flying to to australia from here yeah you know it's a long ass flight so i'd stop off somewhere eat something Mm -hmm. put the money back in my little flight pouch Mm -hmm. and just go off again yeah Yeah. flight would be the one for me Mm. (laughs) yeah i think that'd be wicked as well okay this is the final one go on then what advice would you give to someone who wants to enter the music industry Oh, wow. It's so broad. So, <clears throat> Okay, here's, here's what I will start with then. If you are serious about entering the music industry, you must prepare yourself to fully understand these things. One, that you are entering into an industry where everybody's opinion, they have the right to it. So if they want to tell you you look shit, sound good, sound bad, that is what you are opening yourself to. Mm -hmm. Fully understand the repercussion of that for yourself. If you are not ready emotionally to handle that very open playing field, don't do it. Mm -hmm. If you are going to prepare yourself inwardly to handle that Mm -hmm. in the right way, 
go for it. Yeah. That's the yeah. first thing I would say. Mm -hmm. Because music isn't like football, like if I'm man you, I'm man you for life. You know, it's not yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, a proper man you supporter is not going to jump to Arsenal. Mm -hmm. two seconds yeah, yeah, yeah. or Liverpool and it's not going to happen they yeah. if the team loses they're there if the team wins they're there yeah, you yeah. know if the manager changes if the, whatever they're just there mm -hmm. right music ain't like that music is like I, I, one minute I like you then the next minute I like you and then actually you're better than him so I'm now going to follow you and you're not that good anymore and, and mm -hmm. that's what music is like you yeah. know just be prepared that that's what you're opening yourself up mm -hmm. to and so people can come and, and say actually i don't really like your music and it's totally fine yeah because there are some people that will like your music and that's totally fine as well mm -hmm. so that's one be prepared for that mm -hmm. entering into the music industry means that at some point you are moving from working just by yourself to work, working with a corporate entity mm -hmm. be prepared for that if you don't have people skills, forget it. If you can't work with other people, forget it. If you don't know how to measure someone else's response to something mm. and find common ground, forget it. If you're not prepared to listen to a team of people that have been working there for years about how something should go, what song to release, whether they're right or wrong, but come to a level playing ground, if you're not prepared to deal with that, forget it. Mm -hmm. If you just want to make your own decisions and do what you want, you just forget it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work like that. Yeah. So that's that's another thing. I think those two things really, because you can build the skills, you can become a great songwriter, you can you can become excellent, so excellent, you know that it, it's undeniable. All those things, but those two initial things I've mentioned, if you don't have that, you will absolutely fall on your face when it comes to the music industry. You will not succeed. Mm -hmm. You don't actually have what it takes. You might have the skill set, which yeah. is fine. If that's this, go and be a session musician. Mm -hmm you know, or, or session singer or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you really want to get into that point where like a company is relying on you for income, mm -hmm. as, as in you are the product, you need to have those two things locked in mm. or be learning to nurture those things in yourself yeah. as you live, as, as you move on. Got to have um, thick skin for sure. Oh man, yeah. And also that there's the other thing that the music industry is so wise, so many other things you can do. Mm. See what other things you're good at and what yeah. other things you can get involved in. It doesn't have to be this one obsessive thing, you know? Yeah, well, I think that's kind of a mistake that, I mean, all of us make. I mean, I, certainly I did for a while and that you, you go for like what you think is the the right thing and then mm. once you find out all these things around it, like for me, it's been like the same as you. It's been mm. like coaching and things like mm. that. But there's so many other avenues you can go around well exactly i mean and, and the same thing with me even as a coach i never thought that i would you know be able to set up a company known as ultimate artists and you know mm. now be working on like a huge building in northwest london and i, I never even dreamed of that do you know what i'm saying mm. but it's like that's an opportunity that's something that i could be doing i don't just have to do this or just this yeah. i can think bigger i can think smaller like whatever yeah the, the vision is you can you can be it so yeah just um absolutely understanding that people are going to have their opinions yeah. and you need to be prepared for all of it mm -hmm. being able to understand that working in a corporate environment is a reality and you're going to have to play tag with this 
corporate environment mm -hmm. when it comes to your creativity. Mm. And it's about intelligently just putting your logic across and taking some of their logic and try and put the two together. And then having thick skin, like you said, just being aware that there's so many other things in the music industry that you can do, mm -hmm. especially as the internet and everything is just expanding things. There's yeah. niches that we don't even know about yet that yeah. are still being discovered. Yeah. You know, So, you know, if you're in the industry as well and you can see something, you can see a gap somewhere, fill it, fill that gap, man. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Big thank you to Josh. I was so pleased when he agreed to come on to season two as he has been so instrumental in my development as a singer, as a vocal coach and just as a person. Do go check out his vocal tubes. You can get yours on Amazon and you can also find out a little bit more at the website vocaltubes.com. And if you're an artist hoping to get into the music industry, I would really suggest you check out Ultimate Artists. I actually went to Ultimate Artists as a student a few years back and it was hands down one of the best learning experiences I have ever had. So go check out ultimateartists.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. It really helps us bring these amazing stories to new people. Also, if you'd like to drop us an email, please do at goodjob@bethroars.com. And if you'd like to support the podcast and get early access to episodes, head over to patreon.com slash bethroars. Once again, massive thank you to Josh, to James and Kazra at One Fine Play for the beautiful edits, to my co-producer Tom Court for all his hard work, and to you guys for listening. See you in the next one. Bye. Good job. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.